welcome back to Bringing the Heat podcast. This is, it's been a while. This is our 15th episode, but we've had about a good three, four months since our last episode. We said from the beginning that it was something that we were going to do for fun and things like that. And so we kind of, it wasn't that we weren't having fun. It was just we had other things going on. Obviously, we don't get paid doing this, so real life happened. You know, we're working full time and and just busy. So it was a lot easier because Luke and I were working together, and so right after work we would record. In the summertime, things change a little bit. So we kind of put it on hold for a little while, but I'm back. Um, I'm back to recording. Uh, I missed it. Um, It was a good way for me to do something I love, talk about sports, and... What other way to do it than the day after the Bears lose in the playoffs on probably the biggest heartbreaker of my entire life of loving sports. I have never felt the way that I feel today from that game. Um, It was it's so hard to even like I still think about and I'm just like literally he had to kick it a couple more inches to the right and the Bears are in the playoffs and they're playing this weekend. So it's tough, especially considering we live in Pennsylvania. I'm about the only Bears fan that people in my family and friends know. So I've received a lot of texts, lots of hate. Um, And that's just the way it works. Um, The thing that sucks the most is, you know, you wait a whole season. Okay, so you wait all winter. I mean, all, all summer, no, the Bears weren't projected to be a playoff team. They're a team that was projected to go 8-8. Eight and eight. I think I saw some people 9-7. and seven. Um, I had them winning 10 games. They go out, they go 12-4, and four, which is great. But the thing that, that really sucks is, you know, you, you go through that whole season. They look like one of the best teams in the league. All the games that they lost were really close games. They, sh- they honestly, realistically could have went undefeated based on they, they barely lost a game to the Patriots. They lost. They played horrible against the Giants, but they, they should have won that game. Cody Parkey messed up another game against the Dolphins. But again, a game they should have won. They lost to Brock Osweiler. And then the heartbreaker to the Green Bay Packers. Okay, so those four games, all really close games. And, I mean, at the end of the day, the Bears just didn't pull through. I mean, they, they to me, 12-4 and four means absolutely nothing unless you finish it off by at least making it to the Super Bowl. And to lose to an Eagles team that, again, I'm not going to say Nick Foles is horrible. Um, I think he is a whole other person in that in that offense. And I think it's really – I just think <clears throat> the system fits him well. I mean, he's, he's operating a totally different system. I mean, he's a, he's a guy that's going to stand there. He's, he's going to be a pocket passer. He's not going to extend plays with his legs. So, I mean, they, they're executing a whole different game plan, but – he just plays well under that system with those guys. He gets a lot of guys involved. I mean, it's not like he's staring down one receiver the entire game. I mean, Foles, he did well. They got the ball out quick. Their offensive line did a great job handling the Bears' defensive front. And, I mean, aside from a couple plays, I mean, Nick Foles really wasn't under pressure most of the night. Um, I'm not going to say the Bears' defense played well, but they played good enough. I mean, I think that second touchdown was the dagger. Uh, you had them fourth down, and they spent that that timeout that would have cost them had they knocked out that touchdown because the Bears could have chewed out the clock or the majority of the clock. Um, but you know, you kind of just look at it and you're like, all right, well, we move on to next year. But now you got to wait a whole nother you know season 
and you got to hope they come back next year and and do well we've seen coaches come out do really well in the beginning and then the following year struggle i mean look at doug peterson he's their team wasn't great the whole year up until the end there when they got hot so i mean i'm a, I'm a firm believer that you know the right team gets hot they can beat anybody i mean we've seen it before you see it in baseball all the time with with wild card teams making the playoffs and, and winning and going to the world series and winning i mean we see it in sports all the time it was just i think the bears really they were obviously the favorite and i i in my heart felt the bears were a team that could win the super bowl I really did. I think just by the way they've played most teams, but and I'm not going to say they choked. Um, I'm going to say Ch- Cody Parkey choked, and I'm going to say that Matt Nagy coached like a first-year coach in the first half. I mean, he kind of choked. He came out. They played super, super conservative in the first um, first half. I mean, they didn't take any shots downfield, um, and you saw when they started to do that in the second half with Allen Robinson going against an Eagles secondary that was battered throughout the year. I mean, they had, they literally are playing their second string secondary um, and their defense played well, but you saw once they had Allen Robinson on Maddox and he's throwing double moves on Maddox, he had him burnt almost every play. Maddox is holding them, everything else. And it worked. Um, and the bears need to do more of that. I mean, with, when you have an Eagles secondary that has question marks on it, they don't have all their healthy pieces you need to go out there and, you know, they spent big money on Allen Robinson. You need to try to feed him the ball and have him use his strengths. And he's not slow. He's good. He's got great double moves. Um, and, and the guy is, he's a good receiver. And instead they're doing check downs to Gabriel, which I love. They work, but the Eagles were expecting that all day. And Anthony Miller, another guy that can stretch the field. And they just didn't do enough of that. And I don't know if it, if it's them not trusting Trubisky if they had too much confidence in the defense. But you can only ask the defense to make so many stops. And, you know, they held the former Super Bowl champs to, what, 15, 16 points. Okay? So, I mean, they played well. Uh, I, I honestly attribute it more. Again, Parkey has to make that field goal. At the end of the day, you get paid to make kicks. I'll say it over and over again. I don't feel bad for him. Um, he gets paid millions of dollars to kick a football. Um you're expected to do it well. Any normal person doesn't do their job, you get fired. So to me, he needs to make that kick. But that's a going thing you see around the league nowadays. I mean, you got a guy like Blair Walsh who was basically automatic. And then, you know, he had that kick with the Vikings and that was it. You know, his career has taken a total turn. Um, I, know, I know Boswell didn't have a, any bad kicks in the playoffs, but he's completely fallen off the face of the earth. Kickers just do not last in the NFL. It's it's a total mental game nowadays. Nowadays, you're lucky to have a guy like Justin Tucker who's going to go out there and kick the ball 60 yards and make it most of the time. Um, but it's crazy. The, the, the kickers in the NFL just it's it's gotten to the point where it, it it's never never automatic. And Cody Park, I mean, kind of shame on the Bears for keeping him around. Um, I mean. He missed 10 kicks going into that game. Again, he was automatic on all those other kicks, but guess what? You got to kick them when they matter. They all matter. You got to kick them and, and make them. That's that's the name of the game. It's, I mean, it is what it is. So it, it was disappointing. I was very, very upset um, to the point where I made my son cry because I screamed at the TV so loud. I mean, I was, I was very, very upset. It, it's, you know, you wait. Again, the Bears have sucked for the majority of my life. They were good in 2006. 
from 2006 to 2010. They were they were a solid team, um, but they've been bad for a long time now. And you finally get that, you know, that that taste of of being good. And this team is so young that you know you hope next year they can run the table again and go back to the playoffs. And hopefully they could solidify that from the beginning. But you know, at the same time, we've like I've said, we've seen teams come out and struggle with with their coach in the second year because there's more film out there. There's going to be more film on Trubisky. There's going to be more time to study. There's going to be more film on the Bears' tendencies and, and what they do. Also, Vic Fangio, is he's been a head coaching candidate for a couple of years now. I mean, so you lose him, and then now you lose his defensive mind. So there are a lot of things that can factor into next year. So that's why you got to win it when it matters. And, you know, a lot of times people can say, well, the Bears got a bright future because they're young. And, yes, that is true. They are young. They got a bright future, but that can easily go go for not. Not. I mean, again, not to put football and baseball together, but we've seen it with the Nationals. The Nationals, young team. They've had guys that, you know, for a while there, they were a playoff team, but they never got over the hump. And so I kind of attribute that to the Bears. It, you know, it, nothing's guaranteed. I will say that the Bears have the upper hand with. I think the Packers kind of have fallen apart a little bit. I mean, with Aaron Rodgers, you never know what's going to happen, but there's a shot that, you know, Aaron Rodgers could uh, come back and do well, but it's going to take some time, especially under, under a new head coach. So I think that the Bears got the upper hand in that. We've obviously seen Kirk Cousins cannot win the big game. He, he doesn't play well under pressure. Um, so to me, the Vikings are screwed there. Uh, the Lions, the Lions are a dumpster fire. They've been for a while. I mean, Stafford is a mediocre quarterback that, you know, he, you never know what you're going to get. It's kind of like you're going to go out and get four touchdowns. You're going to go out and get four interceptions. It's like you never know what you're going to get with him. So it's – I think the Bears are, are good that way. I think that the division's taken kind of a step back. Um, and like I said, the Bears are really young. I mean, their defense is super young. They got those guys locked up for a while. Um, obviously on offense, Howard. At first I was one that thought Jordan Howard maybe um, time to move on after this season, but he really turned it on at the end. They got him more involved. I think that's something the Bears have to do is kind of solidify that power run game a little bit more. Tariq Cohen's great. He's awesome to watch. He's, he's dangerous. I view him kind of like a Darren Sproles. They're very, very similar. But at the same time, you know, He's a little bit more effective in the pass game, but Howard, he needs to get those, those those scrimmage yards. He needs to really just – they need to implement the power run a little bit more. It sets up some play action. Um, and then Trubisky, I mean, people give him crap. I mean, he threw for 300 yards and a touchdown. I mean, what else do you want from him? Uh, he didn't for, he could, He did force a couple throws, but none of them were picked. So can't be too mad at him. I mean, the guy did what he had to do. Uh, he wasn't able to escape the pressure like he has before, but he was smart. You know, he didn't try to overdo it. There was a couple of times, there was one play in particular where he took a sack where, you know, it's smart. I mean, he just fell because it, it's why, why risk a fumble? Why risk trying to throw it up? So, you know, I think this season he's really matured from week one to, to week 17. He's really, really matured. I think under uh, under Nagy, he's going to do really, really well. I really do. Do I think he's going to be a great NFL quarterback? No. I don't think we're going to ever talk about him in, in the top 10 of NFL quarterbacks. But if we're talking middle of the road, guys that can win games, I think he's up there. I mean, I think 
you know, he's obviously not a Drew Brees. He's obviously not an Aaron Rodgers. Um, but he's a guy that, you know, with his athletic ability, he, he helps. Uh, he's going to help you win games. I mean, plain and simple. I really – I like Trubisky. I wasn't a fan when they picked him. I wanted Deshaun Watson over him. But you know what? At the end of the day, he's in the playoffs. They both lost in the first round. And Trubisky had good numbers. I mean, two-to-one touchdown to interception ratio. Um, again, you got to implement or add the the hundred yards or the four hundred yards rushing that he had on the year. With I think he had four rushing touchdowns. So I, I think they took a really good step. Again, young team, first year head coach. It's it, it, I think it's going to be a good year next year. It just sucks it had to end so early this year. And you know, there's like a lot of things that happened in that game. I mean, you got uh, the missed field goal, obviously killer. Um, Regardless of him missing a kick, the death threats are a little ridiculous. I mean, at the end of the day, it is only a sport. Do I feel comfortable going with him into next season? Absolutely not. Um, Robbie Gould is a free agent. Sign him. He's a, you know a bear legend. They should have never got rid of him in the first place. And you can always play the what if game, but Robbie Gould makes that kick nine out of ten times. Cody Parkey makes that kick five out of ten times. So not saying that he would have made it, but chances are higher. He makes it when you got Robbie Gould. He's obviously the best Bears kicker ever, and he, he should have never been gone in the first place. He should have been a Bear for life. Um, he would have made that kick. He's a free agent. Sign him. Uh, what else? The Pat Donnelly punt to set up the, the Eagles at the 40-yard line. That was absolutely horrible, and I sent it to my wife. I'm sitting right there in my chair. I'm like, that punt is going to come back and harm them. And nobody's talking about it. Nobody's talking about the punt. Literally, you gave the ball with five minutes left to Nick Foles on the on the their Eagles 40. All right, so almost at half uh, midfield. I mean, you got plenty. Of, they had too much time to work. And, yeah, the Bears, number one defense, blah, blah, blah. They should they should have been able to stop them. It ain't that easy, okay? When, when you know, I will say that. The punt sucked, and it was horrible. You need to get, you need to pin them back at least inside the twenty or or twenty twenty five somewhere in there. You cannot, you can't have a thirty yard punt. That's just, it was just ridiculous, and and no one's talking about it. But I mean, you set up the Eagles in in good field position, and all night when the Eagles were backed up into their own uh, territory, deep in their own territory, they struggled. All right, the Bears applied pressure. They might have gotten a first down or two, but overall they struggled to get to move the ball and ended up punting. And uh, that's just something that it didn't happen. I mean, the uh, Donnelly just it, that was horrible. Um, the, the punt was bad. That needs again. That needs to be better. That cannot happen. Um, what else? Uh, I mean, there was no turnovers from the Bears. I mean, Trubisky. I think the play calling really screwed them in the first half. I think it was way too conservative. I think that was a big deal. Um, the Bears, you know, fourth and goal, they didn't stop them. Uh, I don't know. It was just – I had a bad feeling from the beginning. Um, the Eagles were hot. Again, you don't really want to play a team three times, but after seeing how Cousins played um, against some of those teams and, and, and primetime games – I can't help but think he probably would have choked again in the Bears' defense. I would have. Th- I, I would think if they played the Vikings, it wouldn't have even been close again um, because Cousins struggles that much in prime time. So 
now that I look back on it, I mean, again, you could play the what-if game, but looking back on it, you're probably safer playing the Vikings three times than a hot Eagles team with Nick Foles, who somehow becomes God in the playoffs. I mean, I, I don't understand. Or he comes becomes God in, in, in pressure situations. I mean, the Bear, or the Eagles' backs were against the wall, and you know he came out and he shoved it. I mean, he shoved it all at the end of the regular season. And to the Bears, I mean, I'm not going to say he played his best game, but he played well when it mattered most and in, in those crunch situations. So, I mean, yeah, he had two picks. The one pick was kind of tough luck, the one that Roquan uh, forced out. And great play by Roquan. I think he's going to be great. But, uh, you know, that that's, doesn't really rely on him. But when it came down to it, he made the throws he needed to throw. And, you know, they won. And they, they played well. Their defense, again, played a lot better than what I thought. But I think a lot of that attributes to – to Nagy's conservative play calling as well. Um, so I don't know. We'll see. I mean, the best thing, the thing that I want to happen now for the NFL playoffs, I would like to see Drew Brees win another Super Bowl because I love Drew Brees. You can't hate the guy. Good football player, uh, overcame the height thing. You know, I love Drew Brees. I've always liked him, loved him when he was in San Diego. Uh, so, you know, I think I would love to see him go out on top. I'd also like to see Andy Andy Reid get over that hump and, and at least win a couple here, uh, at least get to the Super Bowl. I, I love Andy Reid. He's obviously a great coach. I mean, look at the people that are coming out. I mean, you got Nagy, you got Peterson. Look at those guys. I mean, they're coming out and, and having an immediate impact on their teams. So obviously Andy Reid is a good head coach. No one will dispute that. But, you know, he's got bad luck in the playoffs. So, you know, I'd like to see him kind of get over that hump. I wouldn't mind seeing a Saints-Chiefs playoff. But I think the Chiefs are going to be struggle a little bit due to the fact of their uh, their defense. Their defense has not been good this year. They've given up a lot of points. Luckily, their offense can pick them up by scoring a lot of points. So we'll see. I mean, again, another young quarterback, second-year quarterback in the playoffs. So we'll see what happens. I mean, you got three second-year quarterbacks in the playoffs. Um, you had a rookie in Lamar Jackson who looked god-awful. But, you know, that's what the Ravens want. They want a smash mouth, you know, football team, old school football team that runs the ball a lot. That's what they're going to get next year with uh, Lamar Jackson because they're going to and, and their running backs. They're going to run the ball a ton. Uh, I, I don't know. I, I like to see Drew Brees, though. I, I love Drew Brees. I, I wouldn't mind seeing the Rams as much. as I know people don't like that they spent all that money. But you know what? I like McVay. Uh, I don't think golf is great. I think golf. Um, is is a product of a system same as same as Trubisky. I don't think Trubisky would be great. You throw him in another offense. I don't know if he's good. I think Nagy is good at making the offense work around him. So I don't know. Uh, overall, though, again, yesterday was was a complete heartbreaker. Um, rough to watch. Uh, I thought I was gonna have a heart attack. My blood pressure was probably way higher than what it should have been. And I'm 24 years old and. Oh man, I've never never been so stressed in my life from a football game. Uh, getting the text from people, I want to just lose my mind. Again, we live in in Pennsylvania. We live kind of close to Philly. Hearing all the, the the sports talk radio and all that stuff, it's it's miserable. And, and if you don't like the Eagles here, it's miserable being a fan of another team because the fans are just crazy. Uh, I'm not going to say they're they're the worst fans, but they're bad. It's not good. 
Uh, they just, you know, they, they take pride in their team. You can't hate on them for that. It's just a little over the top at times. But you know what? They're excited, and I guess they have every right to be. Uh, again, uh, there's nothing else I can really say about about the Bears game, about the Bears. That's really it. That's really everything. I mean, I do think one thing the Bears really need, I think, is another, and, and they could get this with Anthony Miller, but they need another receiver that can go out and and, and dust any corner. Okay, like a guy, and I'm not saying they're going to get Antonio Brown because I think Antonio Brown's going to end up staying. I, I don't think you can trade away a talent like that. But Antonio Brown is an absolute stud, and you need someone like that, someone who can literally dust any cornerback. So that you got Allen Robinson. I don't know if Allen Robinson can dust any cornerback, but I think he can. You know, he holds his own and can do well against them. But the Bears need another threat like that. I like Gabriel in the slot. I like Anthony Miller, but to me, he just didn't prove enough this year. I, I don't know. And, and I really, really like Javon Wims. I mean, he, I don't think he got the opportunity to play enough. I think Javon Wims is very good. He had a great preseason. He, when he played the last week, he was catching the ball, contested throws. He's catching them, uh, or contested uh, balls that, that are being thrown to him, and he's catching them. So I don't know. I like Javon Wims a lot. I think that he's going to be a good receiver. I don't know if he'll stick, stick around in Chicago. Um, I think he deserves a shot, but I don't know if that will happen or not. But again, I really like him as well. Um, so I don't know. We'll see. It's gonna be. It sucks. We gotta wait so long till the season starts again because I'm so amped for this team now, and I want to just keep. I want to keep watching more football. Like I want. I wish there was more games that I could watch that with the Bears and just you know I want to see them do well. And it sucks that we have to wait until you know the season uh, starts again. But we'll see. It, it's gonna be my hopes are going to be extremely high for next year and that could be good. It could be bad. Uh, I'm normally not a guy to start judging things till after about the fifth week. So we'll see. I don't, again, I don't know what their schedule like schedules like or who they play yet, but I don't know. We'll see. It's going to be, it's going to be interesting. So, um, just some other stuff to talk about other than, than football, because I'm kind of, uh, I don't really want to talk about it anymore. Um, it's, it's been, it's a little stressful. So it's been a bad, bad, uh, night yesterday was rough. Today was a little rough. So I'm kind of, uh, kind of over it. Oh, officially Parkey's field goal miss for the bears was changed to a block. So again, I don't really care. I, I, at the end of the day, people can say he needs, you know, it's not all on him. He scored all the points, blah, blah, blah. That's what he gets paid for. He needs to make that kick. But at the end of the day, it is what it is. It can't change. Um, so, whatever. Uh, just moving on to some baseball stuff. Yankees agreed to a three-year deal with Zach Britton. I like that after they don't re-sign Robertson. You know, you need, to, you need to fill in another bullpen guy. So, I like Britton. His sinker looked pretty good. He was especially good against the Red Sox. Aside from one outing, uh, his sinker ball looked back. His velocity looked good, especially towards the end of the season. So I'm all for Britain coming back. Uh, I think it was a friendly deal. I'm all for it. I like Zach Britton. I think he's going to – it also brings a, a lefty out of that pen for them. And they also uh, – Yankees also signed or, – or trying to sign Adam Ottavino. I like him a lot as well. His stuff is absolutely filthy. Some of the best breaking stuff. It throws hard. I think he will add. I think he will fill in nice to take over for Robertson if they sign him. Uh, I don't know. I don't know though. I don't know what's going on with Machado. 
I think the, the vibe that I get is the Yankees are very content going into the season with what they have, which I'm not completely against. You know, I'm, I'm all for it if they want to go into the season with what they had. I mean, they played well last year, 100 wins. I mean, you can't, can't get much better than that. And the Red Sox were just a more dominant team. They were just another team that was, you know, they had over 100 wins as well. One of, I mean, it is what it is. I mean, the Yankees, you can't. You can't look at it as like, oh, well, we were horrible. Like, no, the Yankees had 100 wins. They're a very good team. They just so happened ran into a hotter team in the Red Sox. So, I mean, I think that their team is good. I don't think they've lost anything big. I think I think Gary Sanchez has a bounce-back year. I don't know if he's going to be – he's not going to be a gold glove catcher. Um, but I think offensively he's going to have a better year than what he had last year. I think – the offensive year last year was just a fluke. Um, I think injuries had some issues. I think he'll be fine. Uh, I think Stanton settles in a little bit more in his second year. Judge is going to be Judge. Um, Andujar, I think, will hit well if he's still there. I, I, I'm not one to want to trade Andujar. Um, I would rather, because I don't think, I love Luke Voigt. I do. I love everything he did last year. I'm thankful for Luke Voigt. I've said it in the previous podcast. But I don't know that Luke Voigt does what he did last year and does it for a full season. In my eyes, Andujar is a defensive liability. Uh, I'm not trying to knock first baseman, but first base is a a position that I think Andujar can handle because he can catch the ball. His problem is throwing and fielding it. So I think he would be okay playing first base. Uh, so in my eyes, I think first base would be better fit for him, better, a better suited position. Um, so I would start working him out there if they sign Machado. I'm not one to really trade him. I think the Yankees have an okay pitching staff. They got Paxton. Sabathia comes back. Don't forget Jordan Montgomery comes back. Uh, they got Tanaka. Um, they're trying to move Sonny Gray, which I think is the best. I, I like Sonny Gray. I do. I think Sonny Gray, I was amped when they got him. I just don't think he's meant to pitch in New York. But... <clears throat> I'm all. Uh, I think the Yankees staff is okay. I don't think. Do I think it's the best in baseball? No, but I think you can be content with it. I think that it can win them games. I mean, they got they traded Sheffield, so they don't have to worry about rushing anybody to the majors. I don't think Chance Adams is going to be good. I don't. Um, I don't know. I'm excited. I think it's going to be a good baseball season. I can't wait for it. Now that the Bears are done, I'm all. I'm all on the Yankee train. All about the Yankees now. I'm looking up stuff every day at work about the Yankees, what's the latest signings, what's the news. So I think that it's going to be a, a good year to be a Yankee fan. I think they're going to make the playoffs again. I don't know if they'll win the division. I think I think Boston will take a step back. I don't think they're going to be bad. I think they're going to make the postseason as well. Um, J.D. Martinez is just an absolute tank. Mookie Betts, fucking phenomenal. So I think that, you know, Red Sox will be fine. I think I think the Sox, their biggest issue is bullpen, and they haven't addressed that. Um they got Evaldi back. I don't know if Evaldi will do what he did last year, truthfully, uh, but we'll see. Mm, and, and he has to stay healthy, which has been an issue. Uh, I don't know. I, I don't think that the Red Sox will, will be as good. Do I th- Again, they're always going to be a threat, though. They're going to be good. I'm not saying I don't think they're going to be as good, but they're going to be good. I don't know if they'll repeat what they did last year as far as record-wise, but they still could win 100 games. I mean, so the, it's going to be neck and neck again. The Yankees aren't going to win the division by five games. I wouldn't be surprised if they don't win the division by three games. Um, I think the division's going to be decided by one or two games, either Red Sox or Yankees. 
so I don't know. It'll be an interesting baseball season. Again, the Astros are going to be filthy. That really good bullpen. That's our and our starting rotation, um, and great lineup. They did lose Marwin Gonzalez, which again the Yankees are looking at, but I don't think that will happen. So I just my one thing I really want to see. I want to see Clint Frazier healthy. Since they didn't trade him, or they didn't trade him yet, I want to see Clint Fra- Frazier playing left field and and hitting somewhere between the seven and nine spot. I think he brings power to the bottom of the lineup. He brings speed, um, and he needs to play. I mean, they traded Andrew Miller for him. He's you know this supposed to be this top prospect. He needs to play. He was not healthy last year. That happens. It is what it is. But he needs to be healthy and play this season. Uh, there's there's no ifs, ands, or buts about it. He needs to play. He needs to be in left. Brett Gardner is not an everyday player anymore. Brett Gardner is simply a guy that's going to be filling in to give guys rest. He is not an everyday left fielder. I do not want to see Brett Gardner in left field every day. He does not get on base enough for what his batting average is. It's just I love Gardner. You know, I love that he wants to be a Yankee for life. That's great. I did not agree with re-signing him. I would have tried to push and get Andrew McCutcheon truthfully and play him in left if they were if there was any question marks about Clint Frazier, that's what I would have done. I would have ponied out the money for McCutcheon to play left field over Gardner. The only reason Gardner and and Greg Bird are gonna stick around is because they are left handed bats and the Yankees, especially with Gregorius out now, are they have no left handed bats. I mean they literally have zero. So that's the only reason those two guys will stay around, and that's the only reason I think Greg Bird even has a shot to get his his position back. Um, to me, Greg Bird has never been good. I've never liked Greg Bird, and I've talked about it on this podcast over and over again. He is not good. Okay, he's he's made of glass, can't stay healthy. Um, Luke Voigt, it's his job to lose um, in my eyes. I, I don't think. I'm, I'm honestly okay if Greg Bird doesn't even start this season with the big league club. I mean, if anything, move Andahar to first if they sign Machado. But everything's been cold on Machado. I think he wants to play for the Yankees, but the Yankees aren't going to fork out the money that all these other teams want. I just think that they're going to be like, listen, if you want to play in New York that bad, you want to be a Yankee so bad, this is what you got to – This is this is the money we're offering. And – you know, I don't totally disagree. I think they're putting a lot into Tulowitzki, though, for a guy who hasn't been healthy in years and hasn't really been very good in years. So I think they're putting a lot into Tulowitzki that I don't totally agree with that. I think they got him for, for a good deal. Uh, I'm cool with that. I'm cool with a one-year deal. But in my eyes, a 34-year-old guy with feet problems for how many years playing shortstop and you think – He's going to be completely okay. I know he missed all last year, but I don't know. To me, that's that's a little risky. You're putting a lot of pressure, a lot a lot on one guy, and thinking. I mean, Cashman loves him so much. He's come out and said he's going to play, and he's our shortstop. Like to me, that's a little much. I don't I don't completely trust Tulowitzki that much. Was he a good player for Colorado? Yes. Was he a good player for Toronto? I would say he was average. And the last couple seasons, below average. He's struggled with the bat. He doesn't stay on the field. Again, he's had heel problems, feet problems. He's playing short. Lots of range needed to play that position. 
I don't know. I'm not feeling it too much with uh, Tulowitzki and and all the how much they they are loving on him in New York right now. Maybe maybe ten years ago, I would say yeah, but not now. Um, I'm not not so sold on that. Uh, to me, I don't know. I would have either tried to tried to move Glaber to short in the meantime, and maybe sign Daniel Murphy to play second. I know he sucks at second, but he would mash homers in the short portion right. So. I don't know. That, that's going to be interesting, though, with Tulo. I'm interested to see what he looks like in spring training and, and as they start to report what he kind of lo- his mobility looks like because I think that's going to be the question mark is really his mobility. I mean, he took that whole year, so maybe he's fully healthy now. Nobody really knows, obviously, until the season starts, but it's going to be, it's going to be interesting. So I'm looking forward to the Yankee season. I think that they have... You know, again, they're going to be a good team. They're going to be a playoff team. I don't think anybody's questioning that. People are questioning whether they're going to get a, get over that hump, be able to beat Boston, be able to beat Houston, and get to the World Series. I think that's the question. It's not really whether they'll get to the playoffs or not. I think their lineup alone, Stanton could do exactly what he did last year, and they'll make the playoffs. I mean, and they'll have Judge, hopefully, for a full season, hopefully no big injuries. I mean, they lost Montgomery last year. You cannot forget he is coming back. I think too many people are forgetting him in that rotation. He's not great, but he is a very good fourth, fifth starter. He's a guy that will get you innings. So if they, you know, he's a guy that can take that, take um, Sonny Gray's spot if Sonny Gray isn't there, which I'm assuming they're going to have to pull the trigger here soon on Sonny Gray. They're either going to have to trade him now or they'll, they'll wait until kind of all the all the free agents are done see what teams need and and go from there i mean they, they want a big haul for him i don't know if that's going to happen i don't think he's worth that much i don't think he's he's proved that in new york to me like i think he will go somewhere like Pitts. i could see him going to pittsburgh and being another cy young candidate again like he was in oakland he needs to go to a smaller market team and to me, a lot of those smaller market teams aren't playoff contending teams, and they're not going to go out and fork out a bunch of prospects or money for Sonny Gray. It's just not going to happen. So that's it for baseball and uh in the NFL. Um, last thing I, I want to talk about is just quickly is some UFC stuff. So obviously, John Jones won his belt back. He will fight Anthony Smith at 235, UFC 235. On March 2nd, that card is shaping out to be an absolute stacked card. Um, so far, they got John Jones and Smith. They got um, Garbrandt is make, is coming back on that card. And there was one other one they, they put out today as well. Um, I'm trying to look it up right now. Let's see, UFC 235. And by the way, I think John Jones is going to absolutely kill Anthony Smith. I don't think uh, it's going to even be close. Maybe it's 232. UFC 232? Nope, 235. Oh, Tyron Woodley and Kamara Usman which I think will be a good fight. Everyone's been calling for that fight. But after what I saw uh, Woodley do to Darren Till, I think um, Woodley is obviously one of the greats ever. He's one of the smartest fighters. We've talked about it over and over again. 
But I will get more into my picks as we get closer. We've got a long time till that card comes out. Um, the next big card is the first ESPN one, which is on Fight Night with Dillashaw and Cejudo. Um, I am going to take on that fight. I gotta go with, I gotta go with Dillashaw. Dillashaw has just been an animal. Um, he has absolutely dominated Garbrandt twice in a row, and Garbrandt is no slouch. People try to give give him shit. Garbrandt is a, he's a good boxer. I mean, he's stunned. He's stunned Dillashaw, and we haven't really seen any wrestling because Dillashaw, that's not his game. But I don't know. Cejudo is a dangerous wrestler. He dominated Demetrius Johnson. But I think I think with Dillashaw's power, I think he's in a knockout uh, Cejudo. But again, we got a couple of weeks till this. Um, the other, the other, there's some good fights on that card. And that one's free if you have ES. Well, it's not free if you have ESPN Plus. It's not a pay per view. Uh, it's the first big one on ESPN. So you got that that fight. You got Greg Hardy is in the co-main event against Alan Crowder. Greg Hardy. Uh, I have no idea, truthfully, how that's going to go. Greg Hardy just runs up and tries to destroy you and take your head off right away. So I think it's going to be interesting. But I don't know if he's going to be able to do that against a guy in the UFC that that you know is a little bit better of a mixed martial artist than what Greg Hardy's been facing. So I don't know if that'll be that'll happen. Uh, Connor Gale- uh, Gregor Gillespie, Yancey Medeiros, that's a good fight. Joseph Benavidez, Dustin Ortiz, another good fight. Paige Van Zandt comes back against Rachel Rachel Ostovich, and then Glover Teixeira against uh, Ian Kutilaba, which I think is going to be a, a good fight as well. So I'm not going to make my predictions yet because that fight, those fights are next week. So I'll make my predictions again. I mean, I know I already did the the Dillashaw Cejudo fight, but I'll kind of get a little bit more into that as we get closer. But so that is going to be it for episode 15 on bringing the heat podcast. It was a, it was honestly fun, kind of fun to be back. Nice and relaxing. I've enjoyed it. Um, can't wait to post it and see everyone kind of, I want everyone to get back into it. I enjoy doing it. It's fun. Um, again, if, if I get some guests to come on and, and do it with me, it'll be, you won't just have to hear my voice the whole time. I'll try to add some segments in to get people's attention. So, But, again, as long as I'm here, I'm probably going to talk more Chicago Bears, more Yankees. I'll talk some big news, the big, big stuff. And I'll, I'll talk uh, some some just baseball and, and UFC as well. Um, but, you know, I'm a huge, huge Bears fan, huge, huge Yankee fan. So, I'm going to talk a lot about them, and you don't get that a lot in one podcast. I mean, so I'll talk about them a lot. I'll talk about everything, but those two I'll talk about, you know, especially if there's some big news going on. I also had to kind of air out how I was feeling because that game yesterday was a complete heartbreaker. But, you know, we get over it. We look forward to next season. Be thankful the Bears did better than what they were predicted to do. And we will see what happens next season with the Bears, see what goes on in the playoffs this week. I will give my predictions on those games later in the week when I do my second episode. I will make my predictions of what I think is going to happen, and we will go from there. So, again, shout out to DJ Quads. Uh, we're still using his his music. Uh, I'm a big fan. He puts out some really good stuff. If you want, go check him out. Uh, follow Bring in the Heat podcast on Twitter. I'm going to start being more active on there. Uh, share this. Subscribe to it. 
Uh, tell your friends about it. Listen to it on the way to work. Um, it's winter time. There isn't much out there, so so listen. Help us out. Share um, and just be active on Twitter. It makes it a lot more fun. I like to hear what people want me to talk about. Uh, if if I do a call in segment, that'd be awesome too. Talk about your sports team. Talk about what you want to talk about. Uh, I just want to make it open to the public. I want people to enjoy it um, and try to make it a fan friendly, uh, a sports friendly podcast. I want people to be able to to communicate and talk and express how they're feeling about their sports teams. So um, that's it. That's all I got. Uh, I enjoyed doing this. Hopefully, I'll see you get, uh, see you guys at the end of the week, and I hope you enjoyed listening. See ya. We bump and flippity hop and as happy as I can be. I'm in love, I'm in love, I'm in love I don't care, care, care.